are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the brand new Marvel Spotlight podcast. I'm here with my man, Matt. What up, Matt? What up, Jim? What up? And this is something we were talking about the Star Wars podcast and the idea that we're kind of down on most of the things. So we're going to switch things up. And instead of that, we're going to end up doing this, which is a two book spotlight podcast each week. And maybe if people do enjoy this enough, we'll get other people involved. We'll have a full out Marvel podcast again because we haven't really had that. You almost every week would laugh and say, it's weird that you don't have a Marvel podcast on yeah. the Marvel podcast feed. We just have X-Men and Star Wars. So we're going to try <laughs> this out. We end up talking two books today, books that were picked by everybody in the Get Fresh crew. And they, it was a poll that we put up, and it was on the Patreon, but I put it out there for everybody. We'll see how we go forward with it. But for now, we'll end up doing it this way. We'll end up doing two books that are picked, and then we come on. And do those. And the two books that picked this week are both number ones, one of them a little bigger than the other, mm-hmm. I would say, Daredevil number one. But we're also going to be talking Werewolf by Night number one. But we're going to start right off with Daredevil number one, written by Saladin Ahmed, art by Aaron Cooter, colors by Jesus Urbatov, letters by VCs Clayton Coles. And this is obviously the first issue of Saladin Ahmed's run coming off of what was at one point. Really, you know, hyped up Chip Zdarsky Daredevil run. Me personally, after Devil's Reign and then getting to that new number one, it, it did kind of lose a little of the luster for me. I wasn't, I agree. it wasn't that type of deal. I still read it, but it wasn't the first book I read. At one point, it was the first book that I would read each time it came. Yeah, at one point, you were married to it, I think. Oh, yeah. That and also the uh, Invaders book back yeah. in the day. <laughs> I became a big Chip Zdarsky fan, and you bringing it up is kind of funny. Because I was going to mention with this new number one by Salina Met, when we first started the Marvel podcast, we did it with the fresh start, as Eric would whisper often. But we ended up where the Daredevil run, I wasn't that into it for a couple issues. It took me about a, a trade to actually really start to love it. And I did end up loving it. But it did get a little, you know, it wasn't exactly hitting me. Right away, being one of my first or if the first Daredevil run that I was reading as the books came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I am willing to give this Salonina Med run that benefit, at least, you know, give it the benefit that I gave Chip Zdarsky's. And I think that most people should as well, though I see a lot of people kind of against this right away. Maybe because they don't like Salonina Med. Maybe it's because they he's not Chip Zdarsky. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But this first issue kind of surprised me. Because I thought we were going to end up, okay, we're going to go a whole trade where Matt's going to be a priest and he's not going to be Daredevil. We get to that pretty quick. And I'll give props for that. But when we go through this, it actually threw me off a bit because there's some unanswered questions, I think, in this. And are we going to find out? And so when we jump in, you end up where Matt is in the back of a cab. He ends up where the cab driver, he wants to get out and do his midday prayers. And Matt says, fine, you could do that. It's kind of a way to ease you in, but then have that Matt as the priest kind of page there. It's not yeah, a it's a, big, it's a big reveal. He's in the backseat of the cab. Yeah, it's, yeah. The art's really good. I, uh-huh. I do like the art. It's a lot different from what we had had. But Aaron Cooter is a good artist. He ends up going to St. Nicholas's youth home. And this is where we find out that what he is doing is helping run this home for wayward kids. 
these kids, they don't necessarily look that bad, though. Like, what were they involved with? These <laughs> look like just little kids that come out. One of the kids, maybe it's because people were calling him giraffe. Maybe they were calling him bobblehead. But you end up having these huge-headed kids. But Matt goes in. You end up <laughs> having him work with this other priest, Father Javi. What threw me off, though, too, and this is where I'll get into the point where Father Javi opens the door when Matt goes to it and says, Oh, Father Matthew, you stand judge. Judge for missing dinner. I thought that was a really bad dad joke kind mm-hmm. of deal. I, I don't know the type of jokes that priests tell like that. Maybe maybe that's just priest humor, and I'm not <laughs> getting it. But when you, you think of all this and what we got at the end of Chip Zdarsky's run, where he did come back, he is a priest, but we don't know anything about that. And Electra did end up going and talking to him, deciding, listen, I'm going to let him have his good life. She ends up reiterating it in this one, but kind of acts like she didn't talk to him but that's fine but what does who does matt think he is at this point is he matt murdoch guy who died came back and like the idea where he is involved in a system he's involved in the church he ends up saying that he butted heads with some of the church heads to get these kids in this place that's being funded by a mysterious benefactor that we all know was electra but the Mm -hmm. idea does he have an id Does he end up having a new life when he got kind of resurrected or brought back and born again, quote unquote? Does he think he's some other? Because if you come back and you're Matt Murdock, you do have a history that is pretty out there that you could go and look up. So what does he think is going on? Not No time do you have Judge Javi say, hey, or Judge Javi, you know, Father Javi say, hey, Matt, do you remember anything more like he has amnesia? Or he's a different last name or something like that. So it threw me off. Yeah, he doesn't have amnesia. He's not in a witness protection program. He's he's hasn't paid a guy for a bunch of fake documents. There must be something going on that we don't know about. I, and he must be getting paid something. Like there has yeah. to be somewhere where he had to have shown ID. I don't think the church is just going to let him have this, you know, home for wayward kids and just let things. No oh, way. Yeah. Just some transient off the street working with kids. No way. He's a new priest. You know what I'm saying? So it's just now if you ended up having a thing that's played out, maybe we'll get it later down the line. But I don't know, because at the end, he starts remembering who he is. What does he think happened when he didn't know that? It's very weird and it's not really touched on at all. So I want to see what's going on. But you have some scenes and you end up where and again, Salonina Meadows is going to put the pedal to the metal. I think that maybe editorial might have said to him, listen, we don't want to waste time. People want Matt as Daredevil. We can't have him go through this because right away we see that he ends up training the other kids. These kids, uh, they spar. They mention that. And then you get this piece of crap guy, Rizzi, who comes and starts yelling for this girl, Ashley, who may or may not have been a prostitute. Yeah, he's a wannabe pimp, this guy. Yeah, he he calls her a trick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, get (laughs) out here. And you end up for Matt. Hey, I don't know if you're going to be around, you pimp. And pimp up, though, pimp. And these guys, they look sus. They try to attack Matt, and he goes into daredevil mode. He ends up beating the crap out of these guys. And that's the thing, too. These are younger guys. But they're not really good guys. And he does end up breaking bones. And he says to himself that he kind of ends up liking it. And that kind of throws him off. This doesn't seem like God's work, but it is. So you're going through this whole deal. That boom. He, it's like a Jason Bourne type. He beats the crap out of these guys right in front, in, right in front of the place, in front of the kids, in front of the priest. Yeah. And they're <laughs> all cheering. 
I told you, he kicks ass, this guy. It's so funny, and he's kind of thrown, you know, kind of by that, but not really. And in this, too, there's a weird play. I told you, I didn't know if I was going to bring it up, but there are multiple times where Matt and this father, Javi, end up cursing. And it's yeah. not something that I'm that much of a prude, but I don't really, it, it felt off It stands out. Matt. Yeah, it, it does. Out. And yeah. it's like a bunch of times. And I thought, uh-huh. that's weird. And it's not, you know, damn, things like that. It's fine, you know, for the most part, but it did kind of throw me off. It did end up being something that I realized. I don't remember Matt really talking like this at one point. Even the little girl is going, damn, look at them run. Like she's cursing. <laughs> and maybe the the play may, again. It's a number one issue, and maybe this is something that's setting up another. Th- it's weird though. It, some of the things felt off, but overall, I didn't mind it, and I was glad that I liked it enough to go forward. I don't think oh, yeah. it's the greatest issue, but I still liked it enough that I'm going to continue reading because as this is going on, Electra's watching, and she's there to pretty much give us the recap narration of what Matt has been through. If you hadn't been reading the Chip Zdarsky run. And like I said, at a point, she almost feels like she's saying that I never talked to him at all. I'm just watching from the shadows. But she did go and talk to him. She did at the end of Sadarsky's issue. But that's fine. She's the one, surprise, surprise, that is funding this whole thing because they don't have much money. But she gives a check every month to pay for this, you know, house for wayward kids. She ends up while she's watching on the rooftops. Suddenly you get this like demonic vision, like a ghost behind her. And this is where things start to pick up and are really mm-hmm. cool. I still don't get fully what is going on because what ends up happening, it looks like the the ghost or demon sloth comes to possess Electra to get met. But sloth is somebody who is the idea of being lazy, says it a lot. And I like when he's just lounging around while he's possessing her. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. And keeps like, oh, Matt, go take a nap or something. But the weird play is, is him coming here is what really then does, you know, supercharge Matt remembering he's Daredevil. And it's a weird play of who would have sent him, what's involved with that. And you would think right away, oh, this has to be like the devil. Mephisto, I think. Yeah, yeah. but why? And if it's Mephisto, then it would make my, but just say just God devil. We'll just go with that. Like uh, the devil would probably not want Matt to be back. And if it's a bad guy, why do you want Daredevil back on the, you know, the table here? But maybe it is the idea that God brought Matt back and Matt isn't doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing, being Daredevil. It's a weird play. I, I'm mm-hmm. interested in what it would be. But boy, when Aaron Cooter gets this and you end up having Electra possessed, it's <laughs> awesome. It I is know. so cool. I, I, I rarely say that like art itself is worth the price of admission. But when you see how you end up having Electra possessed by this sloth demon, it, it is the greatest thing in this. It's really cool because she ends up then going and, and pretty much she shows up as a lecturer in Matt's room. Matt says at night he starts to remember some things he has dreams. But she shows up, looks like maybe the demon sloth wants to get a little sexy at one yeah, point. Yeah, she's like perched up on that dresser looking down on him. <laughs> and Matt's trying to think of who this is. He says he ends up where he, he knows it's a demon, but it doesn't smell like brimstone. It smells of lost love. Again, kind of going against that they already talked in the last thing, but we have to get past that. And then she tries to kill him, and he jumps away. And I I really do like the art, but when you see that first deal where it's the demon who's possessing behind the electric, it's it's awesome. And he even sees this, 
and slum. And that's why you get because it's sloth. You get that, ah, relax. Hey, take, take a breather. Look at those nails he's got, man. Oh, it's oh. just disgusting. And the, the <laughs> feet. Look at the feet. It's Edward Scissor toes. You end up where they're like, okay, and match trying to react to this. And then when you end up seeing this demon use Electra like a puppet, it's really well done. It's really, I, I've never seen it like yeah, this. And at either. first, it threw me off where it's the demon over top Electra, but his beard is covering Electra's, you know, chest and head and, and all that. And it looks really, really neat. You really get the idea of that possession. And, and they're fighting at a bit with this demon. You know, really trying to get him to, you know, hey, you know, just relax and I'm going to kill you and things like that. But when he does end up going eventually, he does, it seems like this is the start of something bigger, a start of a plan. But Father Javi ends up coming in and Matt's laying on the ground. Oh, are you OK? And this is where now Matt has started to remember even more. You end up getting some really cool visuals where he sees Daredevil and should I be this? And it, there's mm-hmm. that whole play of what he should be. And then. He does go out then as almost like year one Daredevil. It, yep. it actually remem- reminds me of the Ultimate Universe Matt when he was younger, and he ended up going out and jumping around with that mask and things. And he says that I kind of let my body take me to Electra's apartment. I kind of, you know, I don't remember myself, but my body does, goes in, and he's just going to end up fighting this demon it's an exorcism you play it out like that and he is able to do it and that's where he says and he starts to go with this of i forgive me god i've been lazy i've been slothful i i'm not going to be anymore and so that's where it seems like he gets the whole exorcism right i mean it's pretty cool though i i thought that it was really neat the way that they did it and it's tying into some religious stuff with that but it is that idea of i should have been back doing some daredevil stuff and i haven't but that's the big question for me which side is trying to get him back to be daredevil because a lot of times you do end up having a god you know a man of god who's actually doing the devil's that sort of thing i think it's interesting and when you end up having electric come out of the you know the possession it's really cool. I, I can't stress enough how cool this whole possession. Yeah, you got to see it to know what we're talking about. I mean, it's worth 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 buying and looking at. And th- yeah, and that's where if you see them when Sloth kind of ends up where Electric comes out. Sloth is laying around saying, "Oh man, holy crap!" He's so lazy, <laughs> and he's like, "You actually got off your ass and did it. You're the tough one, Matty boy." But also, I'm lazy. He's in the OG Daredevil outfit at yep. that point. It's such a crazy play there. Hey, what's going on? I I think it's a good mystery that's set up here. And yeah, you end up where now you have Matt remember. And he says, I I know Electra, I'm starting to remember things. I'm starting to get involved. And she ends up saying, well, okay. And it's like the idea. All right, now that you remember, let's go. Let's go. We're going to do your daredevil stuff. And he's like, no, I'm not going to leave, you know, my deal. I'm still going to be at the house i'm still going to be at saint nick's orphanage deal or you know wayward kids foster home i i can't just leave them and then she says well i'll keep paying for it and all that and so you wonder how this is going to play out and then we just pretty much get to the end where he is doing his things he's doing the things with the kids he says Mm -hmm. oh it's a miracle they slept in late they didn't argue but the big play is he's gonna have to be daredevil and he realizes he's gonna have to be and even dresses up as the police show up yelling for Father Matthew. Again, who do they think he is? What's going on? How does and why are the police there? 
are they there because of something people have seen or or whatnot or even from before? I don't know, but yeah. it's kind of a cool deal. And we'll, it was a we'll weird, see. weird cliffhanger that it should have ended with with him putting the costume back on. Yeah, but that would have been a extra... perfect. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been perfect. You have yeah. him there. It's like he, he, like it's really cool. He ends up coming out of like a closet. With the daredevil outfit on ready to go And then he, I thought it was over And then you see where It's almost as when he puts the You know the outfit on The costume on Suddenly his senses really kick they in They kick in Yeah Yeah it's weird To hear the police coming and yelling Father Matthew Open up This is the police What? What's going on? Now again Is it going to be as simple as Riz Went and you know went to the police I got beat up He broke my arm I mean that is something You can't really just you know, oh, yeah. do that. Could be that guy. We could yeah. we could just play that. Uh something again, if you want to go with that ultimate steel, something that kind of happened to Electra in that ultimate, you know, Daredevil and Electra book too. So it might be that those guys went to the hospital or they just want to question them about it or whatnot. Or you might find out that, that Riz ended up going off and now he's dead and they got in the fight. You know, we'll we'll see. We'll see what it is. But I, I liked it enough. Me too. I thought it was good. I love that possession deal, and it's good enough for me to keep going forward. Because I was kind of worried, but I'm going to go for it because I do like what it sets up. I just want a little more info. What would you give it? Uh, for a first issue, I'd give it an 8.5. Really, yeah, I'm going to really, be an I really 8. So it. you're you're a little more than me, but I do like the art. I'm, I'm a solid 8. You're not wasting your time getting Daredevil back fully, so I'm in. The Zdarsky run got a little bogged down at the end, and I don't know. It just got a little old old in my mind, and I'm just something fresh is like uh, good. I like it. Yeah, it, it it was weird because at the end of Sadarsky's run, it felt like it went on a couple issues too long. And also it felt like what he had wanted to say, he might have already said it. And then it felt like almost like he was bored mm-hmm. by the end. And the, by, by the time he moved on to Batman, it was kind of the end. end of like he didn't have enough time and he yeah. wasn't going to do it. Because remember, he had left at that one point and then they kind of came back with that uh-huh. number one. And I think that maybe he's like, well, well, I'll do it to finish it up. And it just didn't feel as inspired as it was. And it wasn't still a good, but not as inspired. Yeah, yeah it was still good. And I liked the ending more than a lot of people. But mm-hmm. the idea was it, ju- it wasn't that first book that I read anymore that it was for a couple of years. It was one of my favorite books in all of comics. But we'll move on to the next book, which this one's kind of weird. right? <laughs> yes. It's kind of a wacky. I, I don't know why this was out. A lot of times things will come out because, oh, a TV show, a movie. This seems like out of nowhere in my mind. Also, maybe it could have come out the week of Halloween. I don't know. But it's Werewolf by Night, number one, written by Derek Landy. Art by Fran Gallon. Letters by V.C.'s Joe Sabino. And it's an Elsa uh, Bloodstone and Werewolf by Night kind of issue. Little team up. Things get set up. It's weird that by the end, like, you think you got the story, then there's a twist at one point that kind of changes it, but it's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. did you like it? I thought it was okay. Yeah, no, I like it. It's just it's uh, it a good one shot. Uh, I like to see a werewolf by night doing stuff. And Elsa Bloodstone is always cool when she shows up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like I like when she. I think the last time I saw her was in the Kelly Thompson Dare uh, Deadpool book. I think she showed up for a little with the member with Monster Island. Mm-hmm. And all that nonsense, but I, I do, I do like her. I mean, it has the vibe of that movie they put out last year too, which is that's, like black that's and white. That's what I thought. Like, with some wasn't color. it weird though? It felt like this should have come out then, like yeah, when of that came out. So it, it did feel like that though. And when you start out, I like the art. It's just I had to get used to it at the beginning. I'm not going to tell you that I love that first part of Werewolf by Night with Jack Russell. There, it looked a little odd. 
when he was standing there, I was like, oh, let's see. But I got used to it, and it got better. But they end up where they're heading off to the castle of Dr. Necromantic. The, The funniest thing in this, did you laugh when he said that he's trying to create this energy, the necromantium? Yeah. I'm like, that's, <laughs> everything is kind of just goofy <laughs> But yeah. he said that I'm like really that's oh, what no. you're doing Alright so you end up where this girl Charlotte has been kidnapped From a village she's going to be Sacrificed they don't really know exactly What they're getting into but Jack he ended up telling the Village hey I'll go get this girl In the meantime Elsa just Kind of shows up I mean at the point she might have heard of this. She says that she's been reading, uh, you know, Dr. Necromantic's journal, but she's coming from a while away. She's on a plane and it just felt weird like she got involved, but I didn't mind because I like her. I, I really do like her. She's on this plane that's being, you know, flown it's, and owned by vampires. And yeah, <laughs> it's a weird play of like, well, how did this come about? Like she says it was a trap. Then they're there, but they're heading. Luckily for her, I guess that they're right over the castle when she ends up just destroying all these vampires and then just shoots up. She didn't the door feel like walking, jumped. she said. She wanted to go in style. So she took a private jet uh, piloted by vampires. The idea that the, like, I could get the idea if she ended up fighting the vampires before they took off. Why are they flying here? And why aren't they killing her immediately? Yeah, it's weird. And they're trying to drug her with the champagne, but she doesn't <laughs> drink it. It's such a weird, wacky way. To get her into the story But she's there and she jumps out Of the plane like a badass mm-hmm. And then says that she hopes that The uh, the plane crashes somewhere Awful they're already dead She like beheaded everyone look the captain's In there everybody's just dead And then she goes and you have that Cool castle deal on the Credits page it, it does really look like That werewolf by night deal that they Did that black mm-hmm. and white and so As you go through this it is a, a Cool play that the Black and white, it's mostly black and white except Elsa, which is kind of a neat play as you go forward. Though, once you get to some of the fights, I thought it got a little bit confusing because of that. But the big thing that uh, Derek Landy says is Elsa isn't subtle. She's a redhead that wears orange. She really you know, goes with that at the beginning. So she really pops out of the panel, which I think it's a cool little play, right? Yeah, even her, her um, narration boxes are a different color and his are gray and hers are orange. Yeah, and it's cool. And, and you get this play of her and Jack, Werewolf by Night. You end up, they have that past. And you do have a back and forth where you, at points you'll just have a dual thing going. Mm-hmm. Elsa will think of something. Then Jack will think of something. But it's the same thing that they're going with. And it is kind of funny where you have Werewolf by Night's like, man, she's really hot. And people let her get away with things because she's pretty hot. And I could have fallen in love with her. Oh, my. Then you go to Elsa's deal and it's like, he smells of dog. <laughs> like, oh my Jack. And Jack at the end looks like he might be able to get lucky until he doesn't. And it, it made me laugh with that. But through this whole play, you are just doing that whole it, it's like over the top, you know, evil German scientist who's trying to get this, I'm telling you, the necromanium, which can then resurrect the dead, and he's playing all these things with it. And Elsa goes to take him down and says that because she read the journals. She knows that he is going to do this thing with this girl at midnight. And one of the twists is, is that he already killed her. The thing he's going to do at midnight is actually resurrect her, but using the power and the, this demon. You end up having this whole play. I like that he's like, you're using bad information. I wrote that book a long time ago. My meth- my methods have changed. <laughs> and I like that he's like, ah, that was, you know, early. Yeah. You know, that was year <laughs> one. 
you know, Dr. Necromantic. <laughs> I, I've gotten better. It was pretty funny. And as they go, they are facing off against them. And they're too late. That girl ended up dying. She then gets possessed. That's like the whole theme of this whole spotlight. She ends up getting possessed by the one of the kings of the suffering waste. I'm telling you, Kabarian. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and then you have Dr. Necromantic, like really into this whole play saying, listen, this is like the first deal. But since you're here, I'm going to use you too as a conduit. You're going to be a vessel. And by the way, when they end up saying, we're going to get the Avengers here and the Fantastic Four. And he's like, bring them on. I'll I'll get everybody and I'll end up bringing all these demons in to possess these bodies. And it is a pretty smart play, but they do because then they go to this Kabarian and say, hey, (laughs) did you hear that? Like, why would he do that? Why would he end up putting one of your and pretty much, you know, these kings of the suffering waste, they're against each other. Why would he put somebody who you don't like in the body of the Hulk or in Wolverine and you're in some villager girl girl yeah yeah you're not going to be able to fight this and then you have this kabarian taking him a step forward it's like you know what you're right like i'm in this frail girl and i'm vulnerable now because i could be killed in this body i was in the the suffering waste which kind of sucked but still i was invincible i couldn't Uh die there so and and at that point i laughed because dr necromantic he's like i gotta go and check on some things and go to the bed i'll be right back and he kind of comes back and says, all right, let's get this going. And you end up having this Kabarian say, no, I'm not going to do it. This is bullcrap. You're setting me up. You're setting me up to get taken down. That's where I thought it could kind of end. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that. that's enough of the twists and turns. You end up having this Kabarian fight back. You end up where Elsa and Jack kind of slip out the back. But then it twists again. To show that indeed this was the plan. I that thought was it was the plan. I, I thought it was kind <laughs> of a funnier deal to have it that that definitely isn't the plan, but they've tricked this Kabarian because they kind of smooth talk him, especially Elsa saying, Man, you know, you should have had a better body, all this stuff. And then you end up like, No, 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 that was the plan. You end up having this decro- uh, Dr. Necromantic say, Oh, yeah, that's the plan because don't you remember? Way, way back, my mom, this great sorcerer, she tried to bring you into this world and, and you ended up possessing her body, but you kind of left at the last second. She died because of it. I'm here for my revenge. And then it's just all out fight. I mean, everybody's fighting. It's a tentacle monster, too, which I did laugh because through this whole thing, I'm like, oh, no, we're going to get some tentacle stuff going on. Elsa actually yeah. says to Jack, I'm not into the tentacle thing. I'm not either. <laughs> yeah, neither am I. So they, they end up like, oh, my God. And they're running away as everybody is fighting. In this whole play, though, you kind of need it because you also find out that Doc, Dr. Necromantic, he has rigged the whole castle with explosives, saying that he wanted to bring this demon into this frail body. And then bring the castle down because it's his mom's castle and that's almost like her ultimate revenge. I'm going to get him, mommy, and you're going to be able to help me with your castle. It kind of gets a little lost in the shuffle, but you do end up having Jack and Elsa fighting together. They go off. They end up getting attacked by shadow forms. You're doing all that. But yeah, when she said, I'm not into tentacles, it it did make (laughs) me giggle. And then with that, they are like, we got to blow this castle up quick. And you end up having Elsa say, I'm the detonator. And then hits with her power and blasts the steel and it blows up the whole castle. They go flying. They end up waking up the next morning. You end up having Elsa hanging upside down from a tree. But I, I don't know that you wouldn't have flipped off of that. She's like upside down with her knees 
you know, on that, you'd have a lot of blood rushing to your your head there. But yeah, you can't stay very long like that. I actually thought like, oh, I'd hate to have that feeling. But she says the last time this happened, I, I was with Jack. Man, <laughs> you know, I and she's like, I got to get back. At one point, she does say, I kind of jumped out of a plane, so I don't have a way to get back. But I can spare a day, have a little fun with old Jack. He shows up, he's like old man River here with his Rasputin look, and he's like, hey, she turns around, it's like, oh, God, what is going on? It's so funny. <laughs> he realizes right away, she's like, oh, and he goes, oh, and then she's, yeah, that's a new look, you get that beard going, you like that? And, and he goes, I thought you liked the little scruff. You're like, yeah, I do, but that's not a little... Hey, I think I got to get and it's such an uncomfortable play. It is almost like that morning after discussion where two people were drunk and they're like, yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go home now. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think you better that sort of thing. But yeah, she says, maybe next time I'll bring a razor. And the poor Jackie's like, yep, that that's what I get. I don't get any action ever. Also, he seems to be more affected by this girl being killed because he had promised that village. Elsa's just like, oh, well, I tried and I didn't get to do it. I'm off. But she she actually just decides to just start hoofing it away from Harry ass Jack. And <laughs> unfortunately, he doesn't get any action. But it ends. It's a one shot. It ends up ending. I ended up when I ended up reading it. I didn't actually even know going in that it was just a one shot, but it makes sense. And it has a <laughs> beginning, middle end. So it works out. You don't even have something like this will continue here. Or the end. It's just a one-shot story. It's kind of cool. It makes sense. It it always bothers me when they use a, a a title that's been long, you know, many issues in the past, and it's just a one-shot. So it should have been like Werewolf by Night, uh, Scary Castle number like one. Like Werewolf or by Night, tentacle porn. Yeah. Something like, like that. Because then you got to be like, this is Werewolf by Night, volume four, issue one, whatever. It's just Werewolf weird. by Night, Bloodstone's Revenge. It's there you something go. wacky, even though yeah. it didn't really ma- make sense there. But yeah, I, I agree. Like a one shot that feels like a one shot then. So yeah, by the end, though, if you have some extra money, you, you want a little Werewolf by Night, that it, it's well done. It's almost, the, it's the third spookiest month, right? So it almost yeah, works. Yeah, it's weird that it didn't come out in October, but then it, it does. It sets up the Crypt of Shadows. Yeah, it does have the the play that it's giving you that Crypt of Shadows ad at the end. So I'm like, okay, well, at least we ended, though. It wasn't like something like, oh, man, well, a, a cliffhanger that led, at least it ended. So I'll, I'll give it that. But what would you give it overall? I'd give this one an eight, I think. Yeah, I think I'll give it an eight as well. I thought it was I thought it was well done for what it was. Again, when you bring up that Crypt of Shadows, it might this might have been something that they had sitting around. It might have been something that might have come out last year when the T V deal hit with Werewolf by Night. They had it. So why not bring it out as a quick reminder? Hey, you know that Werewolf by Night? You read that? Hey, he's going to be back in that Crypt of Shadows. But this is a one-shot, so I, I don't mind that. So, yeah, with that, I don't know that we'll be reading the Crypt of Shadows. Another deal. of I, They always like to reuse names and things like that. But we'll, we'll end up seeing, yeah, eight for me on both books. You give an eight, five. So pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good scores for the first uh, spotlight. Let us know what you think. We threw it out there with the Star Wars deal. If anybody wants, like, and not many people responded. Not many. I think it was one. <laughs> so. We'll see if this does a little better. I had way more fun talking about these two books than Dark Droids already. So yeah, I mean, we'll I'm see. still going to read them if they kick into gear. We yeah, can I'm always... still going to read them. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, we're not, we even talked about this. We're not fully saying we're never going to go back to the Star Wars deal. Maybe we'll have like a 
monthly refresh deal that we don't talk specifically about page to page deal. We just tell people what went on. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how it goes. But I'm going to continue reading it as well. And especially when it gets past the Return of the Jedi into the, you know, new stuff, the, you know, deal, then we might even pick it up, especially then. But we'll see. It just Mm kind of went a little too long and we kind of needed to to shift things up a bit. So I hope that people enjoyed this. Let us know. Like I said, thanks for joining me, Matt. Yep. And we will talk to you all next week. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.